Hello, Music City, and welcome to the Nashville Restaurant Radio Roundup. My name is Brandon Still, and I am here with my co-host. Her name is Delia Joe Ramsey. She is the editor of Eater Nashville. Welcome, Delia. Thank you. It's good to be here with the uh, award-winning podcast host himself, Brandon Still. Oh, my gosh. I am... uh, Thank you so much. You are just amazing. I was so humbled this morning. I got up and I knew the episode that the issue was coming out. I really was like, hey, I had a bunch of people tell me that they voted for me for best podcast. And I was like, yes, that's awesome. I'm so excited. Maybe something will happen. Maybe I'll get some kind of love. And as it turns out, um, it did. It wasn't from, I think that a lot of people voted. They didn't know they had to vote for 20 people, but Mm -hmm. the idea of um, Chris Chamberlain writing in as a writer's pick for the best inside restaurant podcast was uh, an absolute honor. I was shocked and um, I could not have done any of this without you. You've, you've absolutely made this podcast uh, so much better. You make it twice as good. So thank you for all that you do. Thanks for getting me out of my uh, comfort zone and getting me into this. I've appreciated it <laughs> for sure. You know, it's so funny because when I first interviewed you, you're one of we did two interviews. Yeah. Uh, but your interview, as I started talking to you, I went, "Oh my gosh!" And my brain just started moving, and it was because of you. It's because of our conversation and what you do that I had the idea for the roundup, and I was like, mm-hmm. "What if I brought Delia on?" And we just talked about food. We talked about the business yeah. and. I couldn't imagine there's like a more, you know, more in sync with somebody who's just out there doing her thing every day. Like I just, I just, I think it's fantastic. And I just love that you join me every Thursday live to do this show. It's an adventure. And I think we're finally getting to like the other side where things are good and happy and they're happening. And then this, this best of week kind of just helps to just shine lights on, on things that are good and people who have done well throughout the pandemic. So I'm excited for just all the good news that today has brought. I've loved looking at social media today and seeing everybody excited and, and talking about, about the good things, you know, wasn't it like, cause I feel the same way. Like I've been in such a great mood, not only because we got some massive love today and I've just been getting messages all day long of people saying, congratulations and we love what you do like the feedback i mean i i'm like so humbled today i can't even handle it um i want to be like you know act like you've been there and you know be like yeah it's cool but like we haven't been there and (laughs) we've been going through this pandemic and you're just hustling every day and you've been working so hard so it's really it really does feel good to get a little bit of feedback it's been really it's been really nice and um I don't know where I was going with that. I was just like, wow. But today on the social media, it was really cool. It was really cool to see a bunch of people being positive, which gave us the idea. Yeah. Let's continue that train. Let's continue to be positive. Yeah. And so what are we doing today? Tell us about the show today. What are we doing today? It's kind of a love fest for Nashville. It's the Roundup Best of Edition today. So we have several guests coming on, including Chris Chamberlain of the Nashville scene to come in and talk about some of his picks. He's going to talk with some of his picks and we have some readers picks coming on. So um, yeah, Chris Chamberlain's going to be on soon. We're going to have Ford Fry um, 
later on, and Brian Lee Weaver, Matt Bullis, and Hal Holden Mage. All coming on in the next, what, two hours? Next hour and a half? Yeah. You you forgot the uh, cherry on top. Oh, wait. Um, that's not on my schedule yet. Yes, we got one last surprise. Yeah, we are starting with Chris Chamberlain, and at 4 o'clock, we'll talk to Ford Fry. Like you said, 4.15, Brian Weaver. Uh, Brian Lee Weaver, 4.30, Matt Bolas, 4.45, Hal Holden Beach, and at 5 o'clock, the queen herself. Yes. Best chef, as voted by you, Margot McCormick, will be joining the show. We are so excited to have all these people. I'm, again, beyond humbled to have these people, but um, this is where we'd normally talk about our week and go into kind of just some some tomfoolery, but we're going to go ahead and bring in our first guest because... This is kind of a, a guy that I want to be part of all of this. Yeah. Mr. Chris Chamberlain is here on the show. Happy what? Bone Day, everybody. <laughs> Thank you. Happy Bone Day okay. to you, sir. <laughs> and Rufus. Hi, Rufus. And Rufus. <laughs> He's going to be in a camera shot. So. so what is this day like for you, Chris? Do you wake up? You know what's coming. You're, you're ready for it. Do you start the day off? Do people just start messaging you like, I got snubbed or thank you? Or like, how does that work? Get a little of both. Yeah, I get a lot of tags from people on, on Instagram, which I'm rarely ever on. So it's my excuse to go on and see what's happening there. Um, you know, we turned these things in probably a month ago. It takes us a mm-hmm. long time to put this issue together because you can see it's one of the, it's the biggest issue of the year. It's, mm-hmm. it's the only one that's perfect bound. You know, so it's got a flat side to it. Um, mm-hmm. So you're just hoping that nothing happens between when you made the pitch six weeks ago, when you turn in your story three weeks ago, and when it went to press a week ago. Right. Uh, a couple years ago, I named Acme best best rooftop patio writer's pick, and it collapsed. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that was bad. <laughs> so you hope that doesn't happen <laughs> and, and you hope no restaurants close. You always hope that, but uh, you know, you're just trying to get through that. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I'm a little bit shook because I just went to the Green Hills Kroger and there is not a single jar of Dukes in the entire grocery store, <laughs> not even Dukes light. So we're in a, we're, we're in a bad time people. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm living on blue plate right now. So <laughs> how dare you? Blasphemy. Uh, it's not well, bad. I, it's, like, it's like the Atlanta Dukes. I have to say, um, thank you um, from us. Uh, you know, my day today has been pretty special. I've had a lot of people reaching out, um, a lot of people telling me, you know, thank you, a lot of social media tags and different things. Just saying thank you, congratulations, you're doing a great job. We love your podcast, a bunch of different things. And I owe that to the writer's pick from you. Best Nashville, in, in best inside restaurant podcast i love that um that meant so much to me i just wanted to say thank you oh you're you're quite welcome i I tried not to cut that you know slice that too thin to where you could be the only one in it uh, um i like erica chitteroni that works for us has been sharing some of her picks and she loves the fact that these writers picks give us the chance to shine a spotlight on things that people don't know about or people would normally overlook or they just haven't hit it big yet and she does it with the art scene, and I like to be able to do that on the on the food and beverage world, and that includes the media and the people that are covering that too. So it was, uh, I was happy to be able to share that word that uh, word with everybody, and 
and kind of draw attention to the hard work you you guys are doing. I mean, this is an incredible pace of shows you put on, and uh, each one of them goes a lot deeper than even the interviews that print people get to do with these folks. Because, like I said, you get them to cut through the PR speak. Which, you know, I had uh, Caroline Galson got me one time and she goes, do you listen to Howard Stern? And I said, I do. I love Howard Stern. He's kind of my inspiration. And she goes, because I listened to your show and it's kind of got like a, a Howard Stern kind of a feel with your interviews. And I said, I love Howard Stern because he doesn't have a time limit. He doesn't have commercials and he just keeps talking and eventually they run out of the PR speak and they have to get real. They have to get below the surface. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I want to do. And everybody said, keep your podcast to 20 to 25 minutes. And I went, if I did that, we'd be talking about people's meatball appetizers. And I go, oh, our time's up. Thanks. Have a good day. And I wanted to keep them at the 45 minutes to an hour because the the thing that people don't realize is that last 20 minutes of the interview is always the best part of the interview. Yeah, you've broken them down by then. So. By then, they're just like, just whatever, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm way below the surface. Yeah. <laughs> So, yes, it's very, very cool. So we've got uh, some people coming on. I'd love for you to talk um, with them you get, since you did the writer's picks. But let's talk about the rest of the issue. What What are some highlights that you kind of some things you observed you wanted to focus on and talk about? I, I really enjoy the growth of national scene readers through the year. I mean, there was there was a time when Wits won Best Barbecue, you know, and we've, we've moved past that. So. Um, you can still see a real regional bias as to where our readers are, and there's nothing wrong with that. It is truly a reader's picks. Mm-hmm. You know, if they live in East Nashville and nations, then God bless them. Vote for more places from East Nashville and the nations. And from for somebody that lives over in Hillsborough Village, I'm learning about new places from the neighborhoods, from readers that I trust. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, for the most part, they seem to hit it pretty well. Um you know, it's, it's different. I know, Delia, the, what you've got to do every year on your year-end picks. Yeah. You know, there's there's a nominating voting component, but there's also a final editorial choice. And that's that's got to be tough to do because you want you want to recognize so many people. How do, you, how do you pick a best restaurant in a year like this? Or exactly. And the thing is, we're not doing it this year. So it gives me a little reprieve, right? Yeah. But we didn't want the issue to be... 100% COVID. Right. No. You also want to recognize people that are that are getting through the struggle and helping other people or doing a, a particularly good job getting themselves through it. So Absolutely. No, I love it. I think it's just been the uptick and like the happy moment people needed. And I think a lot of people love waking up today and seeing, you know, something's still normal. You know, there might be new weird categories about surviving the pandemic and shifts and moves, but I think it's been it's been a good thing today to see on social media for sure. We try and keep a good mix of that. I mean, you're going to have the straight ahead, best barbecue, best best uh, fried chicken, you know, best hot chicken. You'll notice we didn't do a best hot chicken this year um, on our on the writers' picks because mm-hmm. at a certain point, it's it's so hard to differentiate between all of them and not leave someone out. Um, I tend to want to give somebody a recognition of somebody that's doing something new and different, or somebody that's 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 uh, really risen to the top. And we've, that's just such a personal preference. Right. So it might've been no pun intended, a little chicken shit to leave it out this year, but uh, (laughs) you know, sometimes we do it that way. Sometimes we'll literally carve it up, you know, when we've got 
four mm-hmm. people that feel very strongly about who's got the best barbecue, we might carve it up and say, all right, who's got the best wings? Who's got the best rib? Right. Who's got the best pulled pork? And again, that's just a way to, to shine a light on more people. Right. The job here is not to always uh, point out who is best on top of the heap, but it's to point our readers toward things they need to know about. Mm-hmm. And that might be the brisket at, at uh, you know, the, it might be that they're doing Nashville hot pulled pork at Edley's on Fridays. You know, that, that may not be the yeah. best barbecue in the world, but it's something you probably ought to know about. Right. Exactly. A hundred percent. And, you know, I, we started our own list here. I did for we have our the new Nashville. Speaking of Nashville hot, we have the Nashville hot list <laughs> that I'm doing monthly now. And I've I've you know, I thought it was just a cool thing to. Hey, I'd love to highlight some people and promote some people and kind of identify for people that are dining out there some great places to go. And it's really hard because you have to make some decisions and um, as an editorial kind of a thing. And um, I feel you, but I think that people out there right now are so confused. People are so confused as to what's open, what's not, what not, what's not open. They haven't gone out to eat. They're afraid to go out to eat. And then people that are out there going out to eat and experiencing it, like like myself, like Delia, who are, who are in the middle of it, I feel like it's our responsibility to let them know where they should go or what is open and what is safe. Uh, because that's what we do, right? Well, and I, I think I've said it before that Nashville could definitely use a true critical critic, but I'll let you give you a little inside baseball on how we do it. Um, I get paid to write. I don't get my meals paid for. Yeah. So in order for me to write a bad review editorially, I should go to a place three times just to make sure they're not having a bad night. Yeah. But if I don't like a place, I'm not going to spend another hundred bucks going back twice more just so I can say something nasty about them. Exactly. So that kind of lends itself to having a more positive tone. So our goal in in the bite side of it is really to try and point people toward what we think is is good what things are good at a particular place you know everybody can't make everything right so exactly. i tend i tend to like to go in after a place has been open for a month and, and literally talk to them and say what are people loving you know i don't want to know the chef's favorite dish i don't necessarily want to know the one he thinks people should be eating i want to know what's good and what are people like Right. And then I can point more people toward that. So this this whole issue is basically that. Right. Yeah. And that's and you know, what? I think that also pr- just promoting the positive. Uh, if you have a bad experience somewhere, I don't think it's necessary to go out and blast that. Because, Like you said, it could just be an off night. But promoting the people that you did have the great experiences out of sharing that is uh, is very important in this world we live in right now. Absolutely. And you know, it's you could still find surprises out there. I know, I know, Dewey does. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not just the next place that's open. It's a place that's been open for a while you didn't know about. Right. Those are the ones that are. That's the scoop I like to get. It's the best, yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to give a shout out. I went to the. I, I want to. I'm going to butcher this. Alabrije, Alabrija, Alabrije, Alabrije. Uh, his dinner Sunday, uh, Monday night at the Southern uh, Edgar Victoria's dinner, and uh, big shout out to Julio Hernandez of Mais de la Vida, and uh, Edgar. That dinner was amazing. Like I was sitting there and I looked at my wife and I said my favorite sentence: "This is the th- this is the flavor I like in my mouth. This is this makes me happy right here. What I'm eating." 
and it was gorgeous. I mean, it was so good. And um, if you do see him do a pop-up somewhere, that's one of those COVID things that like he's doing pop-ups because he doesn't have a restaurant. You should definitely go. I can't remember, Jay. Did you judge at Cochon Five 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 this year? Um, I did not. No. You know, they, he was Julio was there, and you know, for a young chef, I only met a couple times. He knocked it out of the park. I mean, it was just in the in the presentation and and you know the rustic flavors and the using the whole pig. And he had you know Brandon Crony helping him out, and they they were having a lot of fun. And and that shows through on the food. I mean, he really he really likes to cook good food. Yeah, incredible. Yeah. And that's a great start. Uh, for sure. So back to the back to the best of Nashville. Mm-hmm. The actual so one of the things that I guess you're gonna get with the best of Nashville issue is neighborhoods voting, ballot stacking, I don't know however you want to call it. Is there anything on the best of Nashville food and drink side that you saw that you were like, really? Interesting. So, wow. Yeah, I mean on the media side, I mean, apparently Buck Rising has got a lot of friends because he won every podcast and every, <laughs> you know. And yeah, he's I saw that. And he's funny, but I mean, I, I don't follow him on social media, so I didn't see if there was a big campaign. But you still have to vote for at least 20, 30 of them. So, I mean, we've we've tried to eliminate the ballot stuffing that way. So at least you've got to think about a few. Right. And yeah. we, don't, we don't put nominees on the ballot, which is different from some of these other contests that you see. So. I mean, it really, you've got to put some thought into it as to what you think is the best of that category. Um, You know, there's, I won't say there are any that I thought were wrong because they're absolutely the choice of the people. Um, Mm -hmm. There were surprises. Like I I was really surprised to see Barcelona do so well. Oh yeah. I mean, they won best wine list. They won uh, best small plates. Mm -hmm. Uh, They got written up as a, as a writer's pick for their, curbside charcuterie, which I am totally in favor of all that. Yeah. I just didn't think that many people knew that much about Barcelona. So yeah. good for them. Yeah. Um, one thing that I don't think people notice is best restaurant in Williamson County. The people's choice on that were Cork and Cow, 55 South and Red Pony. <laughs> Jason That's McConnell's all over that three, one. Three Jason McConnell restaurants. And he's competing, not that they should win, but he's competing against everything in Cool Springs. Yeah. He's competing against everything right. around Franklin. Yeah. So if it if it wasn't a discerning voting public, you know, you'd have seen something in Cool Springs show mm-hmm. up there. So um, I was really impressed with that. Yeah. Um, and always impressed by Jason. Just one of the smartest chefs in town. So. Mm-hmm. I, I always see stuff like that, and there's, you know, you just see the type of restaurant, type of chef, the type of operator he is, that you get that kind of consistency amongst all of his restaurants that are doing well like that. It it goes straight to the top, in my opinion. He leads a great group of people. He's got a good team and a good culture. And it's pretty easy to manage if they're all on the same block. Right. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Across the street from each other. That's kind of like if you've ever been to Hog and Hominy in Andy Michael's Italian Kitchen in Memphis. Yes. Uh, two of my favorite Memphis restaurants. And I've been begging for them to come to Nashville forever. But, you know, I was surprised when they finally got off the same street. And, you know, opened their, they opened three on the same street that they could, you know, hit the rock. So I've been to Hog and Hominy. I don't know. I, don't, I haven't been to the others. It's been a while since I've been to Memphis. But Hog and Hominy is great. Yeah. No, that's. Um, it's, it was doing wood fired 
Southern inspired pizzas right at the very beginning, you know, right when right. Chili House was starting to do it, right when right. Al was starting to do it at Lachlan Table, right when way before Carl. So um, it's it's really, really good. Um, I did have to call the readers into question for voting Monell's in third place for best meet and three. <laughs> been to a meet and three where you sit at the table and the lazy Susan. I mean, there's, there's a different word for a smorgasbord family style like that, but there's also a lot of other meet and threes that could have, could have made that third spot behind Arnold's and Wendell Smith's. So um, not to criticize Monell's. I just think it was miscategorized. So I agree. Good for Benji and Wendell Smith's, though. Yeah. I'd like to, to see them in there. Yeah. No, been around forever. It's an educated populace. I wish more people would make it over to Silver Sands, but. Uh, oh, you know, sure. We'll do our point to get them over on Lock Lair. So. Is that your, what's your, is that your favorite meet and three? I mean, obviously Arnold's is, is there, but. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely Arnold's. I mean, it's going to be Arnold's, but, uh, <laughs> but when I want something. I think I just wrote them up for a Thrillist piece um, that Silver Sand serves all the parts of a pig or a cow that you'd never thought of eating, but you should. So, you know, from oxtail to neck bones to hog maw to pig's feet. So um, things you would never, ever cook for yourself. So right. I, don't care how, I don't care how much you like your Instapot. You're not going to put pig's feet in it. No. So, no. But you should. <laughs> <laughs> Um, any other categories, anything that what's, what's the number one thing you turn, turn, turn to besides food and drink? Um, you know, I'm kind of a media junkie, so I'm going to want to see, you know, who everybody likes on the media side, but there's been so much turnover lately. Right. Uh, you know, it used to be the, you could count on Demetria to win everything. And now you get so much turnover, it's new people. So that's how I discover new local podcasts. That's how I discover new, um, you know, new radio shows. Um, I had never heard of Versify until two years ago and, and reading about it in the scene. So I think it's a great, the media part of it is really important. The political part, you know, sometimes you say we're not trying to recognize the worst of anything, but you know, that's where we slide it in. Right. When, when number one vote for best conservative in Nashville was no one. <laughs> was it? <Nice>. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess that was a right, and we we have a very uh, tongue in cheek <laughs> readers readership. So, wow. um, but you know that's that's probably my favorite. The arts. I used to uh, I used to be on a couple theater boards, so I was always interested in that. But mm-hmm. um, I don't I don't know how you recognize things this year when people really? are. You know, do, does everybody Zoom count as theater now? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Yeah, are you, a, I, are, you a, are you a radio show, a podcast, or a TV show? I'm, I'm, I'm a, uh, I don't know what I am. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a podcast. You're a hybrid. I'm a hybrid. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think I'm a TV show. I'm not a TV. Right. But we do have that is a good plug for us. If you do want to uh, watch this on YouTube or Facebook, which you're watching right now, if you're out there right now, we'd love to hear you. We'd love to say hi. Okay, I'm just seeing these here. Yeah. Nathan Gifford. What's happening, man? Yeah. Did you, did you, is there best local bacon? I think Gifford's definitely wins for best local bacon. hundred percent. Right. Without a doubt. I mean, um, I've had some friends try and give me their bacon. And I'm like, Nope. Uh-huh. <laughs> nice try. <laughs> best local East Nashville production facility. Is that a writer's pick? 
don't know. You, you got to worry about Nicoletto's there. So. Are they making bacon? No, they're making pasta. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you got to gotta learn to get it more narrow than that. It's got to be, you know, best happy hour in a zip code that ends in a prime number. You know, that kind of thing. You got to <laughs> nail it down to the one you want to write about. So Right. So it, with that in mind, do you have any favorite picks that you're like, we're super proud to write about this year? Um, it was fun to be able to recognize the two Bryans. Um, you know, when we when we get together and try and elect a pope, you know, it's a democratic process about who we're going to give best chef to. Mm-hmm. You know, is it a lifetime achievement award? Is it somebody that just knocked it out of the park this year? Because it is an objective choice, right? Um, and Brian is def- Brian Baxter is definitely one of those lifetime achievement awards and has come back and has really, you know, set, set the city on its ear, but that's only for 20 people a night. So I don't know. It's not the same experience as running two completely different restaurants, mm-hmm. like Red Headed Stranger and Butcher and B. So in a case like that, yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll be King Solomon and we'll split the baby. You know, we'll talk about, uh, you know, best prodigal chef and how exciting it is to have Baxter back in town. Yeah. But also what what a, a uh, achievement it is to run two restaurants that are arguably the best of their kind, you know, Mediterranean food and Tex-Mex mm-hmm. um, in town. I thought that was pretty stunning by by uh, yeah. Brian Lee. And I wanted to make sure to get that word out. Yeah. And to pivot so well, like tomato <laughs> and break ins and, you know, panda- I mean, just between everything, he just adapted really, really well. It's good. I'm glad you got to uh, recognize them for that. Yeah. So those were two that I was proud of. Um, I was also really happy to be able to tell that story about the, the Margot parking lot party. Cause if you weren't there, you don't know how important it was to get those hundreds of people together in that one week between the tornado hit. And then we could never hug anybody again. Right. So to hear Margot, I wasn't able to get there that night, but to hear Margot, tell me that story about how it was almost like, you know, the King making stone soup where, uh, you know, she said, I'm going to cook everything in the walk-in. And then she just started calling Will at Woodland, you know, do you have any wine you can bring? Started calling distributors and calling, you know, other people that had walk-ins that didn't have any power to them. Like, well, we'll bring it over and just cook it. Mm-hmm. They had wow. no menu. It was just an endless buffet. Yeah. They just kept bringing things out, you know, okay, well, we need to cook this. What can we do with all these? And so the people that were there really needed that spiritual and nutritional, um, you know, reinforcement that evening. And then, you know, like I said, that may be the last hug a lot of people had for a long time. So to be able to share that story and to be able to get to recognize Margot as reader's pick for best chef, I mean, she could, should win that every single year. So um, we get the equivalent of three best chefs this year. And I think that's, that's not a bad way to be. No, no that's, a, that's a it's a great way to be. Two of those people are going to be on the show today. We're going to have Ford Fry join us here in just a few minutes. And after him, we will have Brian Lee Weaver coming on at 4.15. Uh, at 4.30, we're going to have Chef Matt Bolas of the 404 Kitchen come on. We're going to have at 445, Chef Hal Holdenbach, the man at the helm of the reader voted best restaurant 
And then at five o'clock, the just mentioned Margot McCormick will be on the show to um, to talk about what this means to her, what her past six months have looked like. And I'd love to hear her tell the story of that party if she's willing to do so. Awesome. So we're going to jump in. Um, we have uh, got um, uh, we are going to have uh, Ford Fry, who is in the waiting room. Come on. But Ford Fry is going to be brought to you today by Supersource. Supersource is your dish machine and chemical brand. They are um, they are doing a great job all over town. If you would like to purchase your dish machine, your chemicals, uh, contact Supersource. They are doing a great job out there. Contact Jason Ellis. Go to our website at NashvilleRestaurantRadio.com. And they are happy, uh, excited to work with Mr. Ford Fry, who is joining us right now. Welcome, Chef. Hey, thanks for having me. Hi. Hey, Chef. Familiar faces. Yeah. <laughs> are you in Atlanta? Yeah. Nice. I may pop. I may come up this weekend, though. I don't know. Thinking about yeah. it. Have you been to Nashville? Yeah, I guess I, I think I saw you one night. So you've been to Nashville. <laughs> I That's think you've been to Nashville. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I've been back a couple times. Yeah. Or once or twice, maybe. Okay. Well, Chef, welcome, welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio. You are um, the best new restaurant in town, as voted today uh, on in the Nashville scene's best of Nashville issue. We have the man, the myth, the legend, Chris Chamberlain. Mm-hmm. On the uh, call right now, and he is the writer that chose you as the best new restaurant. We wanted him to be able to kind of tell you his thoughts behind your pick. Oh, cool! Thank you, Chris. Oh, glad to. Actually, the one I wrote it for uh, oh, was, sorry. for was for best restaurant empire. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was it was a writer. It was a reader's pick for best new restaurant, yeah. which is that's a great honor considering. You know how long it took you to get the optimist open oh gosh god god bless you and and mm. all, all the people that work in permitting in nashville you know they're doing the best thing <laughs> yeah but uh you know the fact that it was in an area that didn't even have an address i couldn't tell people how to get there right you right know, I, told them, I told them if you were playing top golf and you just hooked the hell out of a ball it would probably <laughs> land in the optimist right? <laughs> yeah so over the over the river yeah but now you've made that a destination already with just one of three places open there. And then you add Super Rica to that. Um, I think that's a that's a serious investment in a city that is a tough uh, restaurant landscape to get into. And you came into it with both feet. And I think uh, you've made it better. And you're only going to make it even more, more oh, uh, cool. delicious. So um, that's why I wanted to recognize you for for the, uh, the empire you're building and, and thank you for making an investment in our city when it would have been easy to cut and run. Yeah, it was tough. I, it was interesting because Chris, I remember going around with you, I don't know, downtown, I think uh, had to have been five years ago or something like that before we were even starting to talk about it. And I don't remember any, you know, we don't, I don't, you know, we don't, obviously don't want to come to Nashville with a Southern restaurant or a hot chicken restaurant or anything like that. That's just not the right thing to do. But at the time there was no seafood options. So uh, I thought, you know, I asked, I, I was doing a dinner with Tandy and we were in New York and, and I said, is there any seafood there? You know? And he's like, no, it's a catfish and trout town, you know? And I'm like, okay. You know? And then since we thought about it and started going, I think there were numerous seafood restaurants kind of pop open and some of them kind of, I think went away already, but, um, 
I think there's still some some there, but gosh, that thing was t it took us forever to get going, but it's it was a fun one for sure. Yeah, and you you put a an experience with it too. I mean, the the open kitchen and the you know the the different sections of that building. Um, you've got to make yourself destination dining if you're not going to be in the middle of the corridor. Yeah, I think you've done a good job with that. And uh, again, adding Superica. You know, once I discovered that you get an hour free parking in the garage across the street, I'm, I'm mm -hmm. done I'm there all the time. So, <laughs> yeah, that's good. Coming in. <laughs> trying yeah. to park in the gulch can be a can be a deterrent until you realize, oh well, if it takes you two hours to eat, it's two dollars. You know, buck up, little soldier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pay, pay your money and get those empanadas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, how is your experience being? Um, in Nashville so far, how's everything going at the optimist? You know, really good. I mean, it's, uh, we definitely, I mean, I just, maybe I can kind of set this a little straight too, but you know, starting at restaurant number two for us, uh, Nashville kind of gets us up to like 20 and you know, the whole empire thing, you know, I, I like it on one hand and I hate it on another hand that, that, that uh, sometimes when people are looked at as an empire, then it, it, it's kind of about all about themselves. And, and I just want to ensure you that this is not about me at all, really. I mean, it's really about Ryder and Ryder is someone that we, uh, that I sought out and found from Napa, who is the chef of um, uh, the optimist and he'll, he'll oversee Lelou and uh, star Rover too. Um, and he's just, he's just amazing. So, I mean, I think, you know, <clears throat> So I, we're very, very fortunate to answer your question for it's been great. I think uh, I, I feel like it kind of struck a chord. You know, I think we are maybe it's a little bit pushing it as far, you know, more seafood than, than Nashville's really had so far. Am I am I wrong? I mean, there's other places to get oysters and things like that, but not like to the full extent. So I think it's been good. Um, so. And luckily we, you know, well, kind of luckily, kind of not luckily, Leilu has not been open. So what we're doing is we're reserving the patio. And if someone, if it rains or whatever, uh, then we can just seat people up in Leilu. So it's really worked out that we've had a too much space. The building is huge and, you know, it's really meant for three different things, but it's really helped out during COVID because it's been, a, you know, it's kind of given us the ability to spread everybody out and, um, uh, you know, we're running all over the place with food, but it's been really, really good, really promising for us. But awesome. well, it's, it's been a fantastic experience. I had dinner there a couple weeks ago and uh, chef writer uh, was on our show a couple of few, like I think uh, about good. a month ago, he did great. a great job coming on, just kind of talking about what you guys are doing over there. And uh, I had a group of people come to dinner, had the best moment ever had, uh, we were celebrating somebody uh, going away and, we I kind of incentivized her. So we'll go eat at the Optimist if you guys achieve these goals. And she did. And then she was moving. I said, "Well, I'm going to take you to dinner at the Optimist when we get there." And she opens it up and she goes, "I'm allergic to seafood." Oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> you're allergic to seafood. Uh, but there were other options. We had, and but the dinner was amazing. This the the actual just the entire restaurant, the decor, the flounder dish was. A second to none. I mean, it's one of the better dishes I think I've ever had. Um, okay. Everybody enjoyed their drinks, the atmosphere, the service. Felt very safe. It's just a very, very impressive evening. Uh, we're so excited that you are uh, here in Nashville. Great. Thank you. Well, I, I love coming to Nashville. That, I think that's why 
uh, we did it just because I love it's such an easy trip for for me. So I love coming up there, and it, that's makes it a lot easier. Awesome. I'd also like to speak to. I think it's been really consistent. I went opening night by myself um, with my uh, laptop as my day. Just I just love the energy of an opening night. Like I'm never there to like judge it or do anything. I just like the energy that a restaurant has when it opens. So I went by myself and just had a great experience. And I've been back a few times since. And I think that's probably what the readers see is the consistency that's being delivered. And I think that's something that has been missing um, in Nashville: consistency and uh, a good wow. food spot like across the board. So uh, I'm excited to have you. Uh, here also, so congrats. Cool, thank you. If you're going to make this trip back and forth from Atlanta and, and Nashville and Nashville that much, you should just go ahead and open a couple places in Chattanooga because you're going to spend hours <laughs> traffic. So that's right, always, that's right. There's always a stop there, so yeah, you might yeah. Give yourself a, a way station. Yeah. What are your favorite things to do when you come to Nashville? Oh my gosh, I go to guitar stores. <laughs> um, Last time I was there, I went to, um, I, I met up with George Gruen and we went, he took us upstairs, uh, and I walked away with something way too expensive. So, um, <laughs> it was What'd too hard. Oh, it was a 1934 Gibson jumbo. Oh. Um, if that makes sense. <laughs> so it's a, it's an old acoustic guitar. I was looking for a J 45, um, and this was the this is the thing that kind of started the J forty five. So I wasn't planning on spending that kind of money, but um, that he showed me that one and all his snakes and all that upstairs. So um, I was sold. So <laughs> does he still have the prototype of the flying V? I remember oh. he had like the carving of the flying V. The oh, I can imagine he does. <laughs> but no, I didn't see that. But what else do I do when I go there? I eat all the time. Uh, I love, I mean, gosh, I mean, it's just, it's just constant eating. So that's why I have to leave. Cause it's just like, I'm just too full, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Well, we are so excited uh, to have you on the show today and I would love to have you back and we can do a full, I would love to do an interview with you on our sort of regular podcast that we do. We're doing our special uh, best of Nashville, um, today anything you want to say to the people in nashville well I, I mean just thank you so much i mean it's it's a uh you know one thing that i've noticed especially you know we have a lot of different restaurants but then we do have like super ricas and those are kind of uh similar you know pretty close to each other or they're pretty much the same thing but not quite cookie cutters but one thing that I notice about restaurants is uh, what makes a restaurant, uh, what makes me like, I, you know, the restaurant or one of our restaurants is the people. And every time I've been in uh, to the Optimist in Nashville or even Superica in Nashville, it just has this vibe. And, and, I, and I think the vibe is not necessarily building or anything we did. I think it's the people and the people are just relaxed they're, they're cool. They're welcoming of out of town chefs, which you guys know, that's a, that's a difficult thing in some cities. And, uh, I just really, really appreciate that. And just, uh, uh, and you know, whenever you're there, introduce yourself to Ryder. Uh, he's, he's a little on the shyer side, but, uh, definitely go say hi. Uh, because he's there, he moved from Napa. So he, he brought his family. He's already started a garden in his backyard. I don't know if y'all talked about that. His wife's making amazing bread. So, um, go introduce yourself to him and get uh, and remember his name for sure and forget my name. 
<laughs> How about that? Ryder Zets is Ryder's your Zets. chef at The Optimist, and he is absolutely top-notch. Um, either of you have any more questions? I know you're a busy man. We've got a, we've got um, lots of different people going on. Did anything else you want to talk about? Oh, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Quick visit. Um, Congratulations on the best of Nashville. A couple different awards today. And uh, thanks for joining us on Nashville Restaurant Radio. Thank you. Thank you. Congratulate Brian, too. He's on next, huh? Yeah. He is on next. All right. Good. I love his tacos. (laughs) (laughs) I will. will And that burger. That's a compliment coming from you, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> no, he's a he's an awesome dude. Awesome. All right, good. Thank you. Thank you. See you guys. Have a great one. Bye. All right. He was super nice. I was a little nervous talking to him. <laughs> oh, he's a good guy. No, yeah. he's good. Um, JCT Kitchen is some of my top five fried chicken in the world. So, oh. and it's it's uh, right there where. Uh, Tuckeroo del Sol is the first one, the original Tuckeroo del Sol mm-hmm. in Atlanta. So uh, it's a that's where he has the Attack of the Killer Tomato Festival every year. So okay. that's definitely worth traveling down to see sometime. Absolutely. Just read Nathan. We're getting compliments on the comments. <laughs> Nathan Gifford throwing out the uh, Brian Lee Weaver is talented and also very handsome. <laughs> Jordan Pace says, lucky to live in East Nashville. Took home so many deserving awards. I go to East Nashville to eat often. People always ask me where I go, and it's usually East Nashville to eat. So I've been going to East Nashville a lot. Yep. I mean, I live I live near Hillsborough Village, and I can be at the front door of Lachlan Table at in 12 minutes if I do it at the right time. So, you know, it used to be I, I would take friends across the river and they'd start to hyperventilate as soon as they got on the bridge because <laughs> get over there in the land of alternate geometry where everything, all the roads split off. Like, trust me, you're, you'll be fine. This is going to be all right. Awesome. All right. Well, we are waiting on Brian Lee Weaver. Um, you know what I should do is we should, t- I should do a little bit of an advertisement <laughs> for myself. Like that? For yourself. Um, Yes, we have got hats for sale. We've got merchandise, ladies and gentlemen. And I have some right here. I'm, this is a one-of-a-kind hat. This is the uh, the host hat. But if you want to help support this podcast, support this show, uh, we should have Brian on in like a minute or two. We have new hats. This is our all-new camo hat. This is a, uh, if you can see it online, is a Nashville Restaurant Radio leather patch, branded bill, Super high quality. We have that one. We've got the charcoal gray with black and the brown with tan. And then, of course, there's the people out there that love the flat bill. So we do have the flat bill. Also, this is the classic snapback. You don't like the flat bill? Oh. Yeah. (laughs) This is the uh, this is the fitted one. Here we go. And you got stickers. So everybody who orders a hat today will get a free sticker. Go to NashvilleRestaurantRadio.com. All of those hats will be up right now. It's only the flat bill up there. The rest of them will be up 
later today. Uh, if you're listening to this on Friday, they're up there now. I only Let's have welcome his. in. Oh, there he is. Our next guest, his name is Chef Brian Lee Weaver. How are you, sir? Hey guys. How are you doing? Hey, Chef. You're doing fantastic. Hey, Chris. What's up? Hey, guys. Nice to see you. Good to see are you. Are you sad that it's the end of hatch season? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, they actually dropped off. Uh, the Zia guys rolled through town and dropped off a case for us that we Aww. that we went through. So that was kind of the the end of the road for that. But yeah, on to winter, I guess. <laughs> well, Chef, congratulations um, on the best chef nomination or the the win. Um, we wanted Chris Chamberlain to be on the show today as he's one of the writers for the scene. It is the, is it Bon? You call it Bon? Bone? Bone day? B-O-N, Bone. We usually say Bone around the, around the office. <laughs> <laughs> on Bone Day. So, yeah. <laughs> the man that uh, wrote you in today, we thought it'd be nice for him to tell you about it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, there, we were talking earlier that how do you recognize the best restaurant? How do you recognize the best chef, especially in this year? Anybody that's surviving is a great restaurant, you know, and any chef that's taking care of his people is a, is a great chef. And, uh, you know, above and beyond his cooking abilities, I knew that Brian was a, was a leader in both of those, making thoughtful, safe decisions for his customers, for his staff, and for his family too. So, um, wanted to recognize you for that and for, you know, your work in getting the, the Tennessee Association for Hospitality started, um, all those things, but especially for the food. You know, people ask me where to eat and I, I tell them I'm still obsessed with Butcher and Bee. You know, these years later, um, there's always something just new and fascinating on that menu. And uh, having added Redheaded Stranger, I just thought, that makes Brian the chef of what I think are two of the absolute best restaurants of their kind in this city. And it's hard to just do one. So for that, I thought this is the year we got to bring that forward. So congratulations. And it was an honor to get to write about it. Yeah. Well, thanks, Chris. I mean, that means a lot, you know, uh, I put in so much time at butcher and B and, you know, I'm definitely not there the way that I used to be, but, um, to be able to sort of hand that off to the team that I have there now and watch them do what they do um, is pretty exciting for me. And then, I mean, obviously strangers like my baby, <laughs> you know, uh, I've been thinking about that for a long time and um, it's turned out even better than I expected. And most of that's a credit to the people that I have there too. So, um, you know, I, I try to take care of them and, and all that. Um, you know, I'm really happy with both places and where we're, we're at in Nashville. And, um, you know, it was I was a little concerned about the bee for a while uh, in the pandemic, but we've been able to adapt and um, they're just killing it over there. Um, the patio is beautiful and I think we'll be able to get through the winter and, um, you know, stranger just makes sense to do to go. So uh, that's been pretty easy over there and we're busier than ever. I mean, I'm grateful for, for all of that. So, um, I don't know, I'm, I'm coming up on five years in Nashville now. So it, it uh, seems like I've, I've been here for not that long, but, uh, but you know, I'm, I'm just happy to be a part of the community and, and keep growing, you know? 
Well, and one thing I don't think people give you enough credit for is for for being such a good teacher to your to your staff. Because I know I remember those first couple of years. Every time I saw you say anything online, it was I need help. I need to hire people. I need good people. I need people because it's just so hard to to keep a staff, especially then when we were in such an overheated restaurant climate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And just the nature of your food, you know, so many just beautifully composed small plates, but the ingredients in them are not ingredients that are already on the shelf. Everything is prepped every day. And to be able to train people to do that and have it look so effortlessly effortless to put together an individual plate to go to table 27 and then two others to go over here, the people working their stations, I mean, I just feel they have to be so well-trained to be able to pull that off. And stranger, you know, when you think about it, that's the same thing with making a taco. You know, you've got to have everything prepped and keep it fresh and make it delicious and still, you know, make it beautiful when you're in a hurry. And yeah. I think that's something that that I don't think everybody notices. I think they just love the taste of it and don't think about how much goes into that. You know, yeah. I have seen the recipe for your, for your, uh, avocado crispy rice and that and that dressing you put on it and it i mean the the steps involved in that it just seems you know they're so well thought out but not something that anybody could just throw together so yeah uh, you make it look effortless and, and keep <laughs> up great work yeah i mean i probably have a lot of cooks that curse my name for that recipe <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that went off <laughs> Yeah, there's so many ingredients in it, but uh, yeah. Uh, That's why you were willing uh, to give it to me, because you knew I'd never do it. <laughs> yeah. I know. Every yeah. time somebody asked for it, I'm like, "What? whatever, have it. Yeah, good luck. Uh, I saw you post I saw you post this on the socials this morning, you know, humbled to do, to be best chef. And then you, you rattled off, you said, but I can't do this alone. Um, and you kind of mentioned, you, you tagged a bunch of people. Who are those people? I mean, can you talk about those people? Like, tell, say their names. I would love to shout them out. Yeah, um, me too. Uh, you know, uh, Jake Mogelson's our GM. Um, he kind of helps us oversee both places. And um, he's been with us probably a little over a year now. And he's just amazing. He's he's brought a presence to the restaurant that really, especially at Butcher and Bee, that I don't think we've had. Um, and I feel like... Um, we've really moved forward as a restaurant because of him. Um, I also have Krista Jesus, who's my chef de cuisine over at um, the B, which like, if I didn't have him, uh, I would have to be there a lot. <laughs> uh, um, also like uh, Tess uh, Lister uh, just, just left me after five years. She was there on my opening team. Um, she's moving to, to go do some family stuff. So I'm, I'm sad about that, but um, she's been integral to what we've done over there. And then um, Brian, Brian Carter's at Stranger. Um, that place is as much his as it is mine. Like he's, he, he's helped us uh, develop the recipes. Like if, if I want to just step away, he would be me. That would be his place. So um, I'm happy that he's there and, um, Tyler Brackett's the other sous chef over there, um, and he's a he's a good dude. Like we're, I don't know, we're just all family, and um, I think we treat each other that way. And uh, you know, I think uh, I, I'm at least pretty good at uh, sort of building a culture. Um, 
to where it feels like people want to stay, you know? So I'm pretty proud of that. <laughs> As you should be. Yeah. No, I love that. I just, I love that, um, you know, it's the team around you and especially in a restaurant where you guys go through so much and you've been through so much, you know, we call it the pirate ship or the, the land of misfit toys, you know, and it's just this group of people that you kind of go to battle with every day. And while you're the chef owner and you're, you're the guy that's put up in front, I know that for you, it means so much because the people around you are the people that you're with every day going into battle and you can't do it alone. So I like to just shout out those people because they're such an integral part of, um, of what, what, what you guys do there, what helped you be successful. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I could come up with a hundred concepts, but what, what, what does it mean? You know, if, it, if, if I don't have people that want to support it and, and like, you know, uh, like Brian Carter at, at uh, Strangers from Texas. So like it's personal to him too, you know, like there's ways that we can find to connect and, um, you know, it's it's cool to see it come through. Dila, you got something? No, I think it speaks volumes that you can, you know, you, you left your, your other baby, Butcher and B, to, to birth your new baby and it still shines well. So I think it, it speaks to your teaching, as Chris mentioned, in training that team that's, that's faithful and talented uh, like you are, but you can walk away and it can still shine. And so it, it's just, it says a lot about you and who you are. You can have two so different places that are still doing so well, especially through pandemic tornado break-ins back earlier this year. I was talking about it. I was like, you just yeah keep swinging, you know? I know it's, uh, it's been, I know anybody could say that, but it's been really been a crazy year. Like, <laughs> you know, just, like I thought the tornado was, was hard enough and I, little did I know what was coming after that, you know? So, um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, hopefully I got a couple other things up my sleeve. We'll, we'll keep it going. You know, <laughs> what do you have coming up in the future? Anything you can, um, tell us about anything that's up your sleeve that, uh, you'll mm. let the world in on <clears throat> nothing official at the moment. Uh, I'm always kind of looking for, what's next. Uh, I got a little bit of wanderlust in me. So, you know, there's always uh, a new project brewing, but not, nothing yet. Did you read the best of Nashville issue? Did you go online and see all the different winners? Yeah, I, look, I looked through it briefly. I, I, I was working today, so I didn't have time to like really dive into it. Um, but I just kind of glanced at it all just to see all the all my friends that are on there. It was really cool. Um, you know, it's cool to see Vivek on there and Hi-Fi Cookies and Bastion and like just, you know, Margo, like just so many restaurants that, that I love and people that I've been a part of my life now for like five years, you know, it's, it's the community here is so amazing. You know, I can't say enough about it. We've all enjoyed all, I mean, Dealey and I were talking earlier, even with, with Chris, that just the positivity that we're seeing today on social media was really cool. Mm-hmm. Just in, in our community of restaurant people and just the best of how it's created this influx of congratulations and just kind of happiness. And we wanted to keep that going on this show today. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to just spend a couple minutes with us and, and, and bask in your success. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you having me and you know, all you guys are doing for, 
for Nashville and, and just talking about restaurants. And like, I, I listen to you guys every week and obviously, you know, Chris and I are friends and I read everything he does. So, you know, it's, it's cool to see, to see it and then be a part of it too, you know? Well, thank you. Thank you for, for listening and thank you for supporting us. And we were, we are going to continue to support you, uh, the independent restaurant tour and hopefully tell more stories and, and, get the word out and continue to, to request support of locally owned and operated restaurants because we need it now more than ever. Yeah, we, we sure do. <laughs> Everyone does. I really appreciate it. Yeah, man. It's our pleasure. Cool. Thank, thank you, you so much. And thank you for the crunch wrap. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> if y'all haven't had it, it's so good. <laughs> We're almost doing it every day now. So I know. I was like, every time I'm, Look, I pop, it pops up. I'm like, oh, it's not just one day a week anymore. It's there. Yeah. yeah. One day we might get it on the weekends. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Got a little love from Alex Ballou from Dallas and Jane saying Redhead Stranger is bomb. Yeah. Hey, buddy. Uh, love that guy. Yeah. All right. We're going to jump in. Thank you so much, uh, Chef. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Okay. Thanks, guys. Good to see you. Bro. Thanks. All right. Is there any chance we can stretch this positivity through both of the town halls tonight can we just kind of- i know i was like i'm kind of glad i haven't seen much political today yeah. <laughs> i did vote today though i'm proud of that so how long did it take i went to casa asafron um mainly because i just want to screw up the demographics of who they think's voting there <laughs> <laughs> it was probably 40 minutes from when i got in the back of line so and it was really easy really safe that's good. Um, and Brown, I just, I love that place. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, there's so many good things, culinary and cultural that have come out of that building. Mm-hmm. So uh, I recommend that it's on Nolensville road. Go eat while you're go eat after you vote. Yeah. Go eat. Top three picks for you to eat near Casa Azafran. Go. Oh, on that one. No, I made, uh, I cooked at home because I had to run out and do it, but I made Alton Brown zero recipe a couple days ago. And I'll be damned if I didn't make zeros that were as good as anything semi-authentic in Nashville. I mean, it's not as good as House of Kebab, but it was really cool. You make it a meatloaf pan and just slap them off. All right. So we're going to bring in our next guest, but we have a brand new sponsor on the show. We are very, very excited to talk about Cytex. Cytex is a linen hospitality and uniform provider for your restaurants hotels um anybody in town that needs a uniform if you need new mats if you need linens these guys are the real deal um they're coming in town they have a local facility um they are when i i used to run my restaurants i chose cytex when we went through all of the different companies they were the one that came in that were the most the easiest to talk to he said i think People that run linen companies speak different languages where they're like, well, we got to talk about this and that. And they try and go around circles and they were the most plain English. This is what's going on. This is what you're going to do. And, uh, and they stuck up to it. Their drivers who are the route managers are amazing. They're friendly. They're kind. They're there for service. You should check them out. If you're in the market for a linen company, check them out. Cytex-corp.com. Or give Ross Chandler a call. Ross is my guy over there. He's amazing. He will take care of you. Tell him Brandon sent you from Nashville Restaurant Radio. Give him a call. 270-823-2468. That is Ross Chandler. 
270-823-2468 at Cytex. So excited to have them on sponsoring Nashville Restaurant Radio. And the roundup, as we bring in, they are sponsoring Mr. Matt Bolas. Welcome, <laughs> Chef. How are you all? You're fantastic. Hey, you use Cytex, don't you? I do. I, and and I got to be honest with you, um, beyond all the great things you said about them, the, the, the rep that comes to us is single-handedly the nicest, happiest human I've ever met in my life. Um, that was me. Wow. I, I, I literally, like, I, I, I asked him what his secret is, and he just kind of blushes and laughs. Like, I don't know. I'm just a happy guy, I guess. Like, nah, there's something to it. I don't know what it is. But uh, if he ever gives me the secret, I promise to not share it with any of you all because it's, it's well guarded. It seems to work very well for him. So there you go. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got the driver for gotcha. Sidetech, happiest guy in the world. Chef Matt Bullis, congratulations. Uh, You were the, uh, you won a couple awards today, right? Yes, sir. That's what they told me. Yeah. (laughs) Best collaborative menu for your staycation series. And uh, best. We're just uh, Lawrence Barbecue. That's the first, uh, the barbecue guys we did. So. Mm -hmm. And right now you're doing one with uh, Vivek. Yep. And, uh, you know, I talked, I was, I was on a podcast the other day and somebody asked me, they said, what's the thing that is unique to Nashville? What are you guys doing in Nashville that's innovative and what are you doing? And I said, I, I don't know. I think that the thing in Nashville we're doing is trying to stay open. <laughs> like, like, I don't know. I, I don't think there's some magic bullet we know in Nashville. I said, but if there was something that was really cool, it's pop-up dinners and staycation series. Uh, like they're doing at the 404 Kitchen. And I went into what you were doing and the different staycation series you're doing at the 404 Kitchen. And it's so impressive, so innovative. The food is so good. So congratulations. We've got Chris Chamberlain here right now. And uh, he's with the Nashville scene. You you know, Chris. I do. I I only signed on to see Rufus, though. So I'm a little... (laughs) He just ate, so... He's rubbing yeah. his face all over the couch, so that's what he does after he eats. So, so do I. Yeah. So, <laughs> people get really uncomfortable when I do that, but it's, I mean, it's okay. Whatever makes well, they, wouldn't let me do a writer, they wouldn't let me do a writer's pick for best beard or best laugh. <laughs> so. I need those in there next year, please. <laughs> but please. tonight is... Tonight is old-fashioned night, right? At the, tonight is old-fashioned Thursday. Thursday. Best bourbon bar, so best whiskey bar. Thirsty Thursday, and and uh, we're starting one with Elijah Craig. Uh, this week is going to be our new old fashioned. So uh, yeah, we've got some fun things going on. The the staycation menu uh, with Vivek has been a blast. I cooked with Vivek, gosh, you know, years ago. I don't know how many years ago it was. We did a, a VEA supper club together, um, and, and just had a. We've been friends since. There he is. Oh, look at that. <laughs> yeah, he just ate. Yeah. Coming up next. So what's that been like uh, doing this? I mean, I know you've been uh, interacting with these chefs and developing the menu, but you know, you're really bringing a taste of Marcus Samuelson. You're really bringing, you know, Lawrence barbecue into a restaurant that's not theirs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's it been like to execute somebody else's food and still insert your personality into it, 
but also make sure that I know I'm eating Lawrence barbecue and not Matt's barbecue. Well, it, it's, it's, you know, at times it's been like trying mm. to fence in smoke, uh, <laughs> which is, which is a challenge if you've ever tried. Um, but it's, it's been a great challenge. It's, you know, it, it, it forces us to use flavors and, and ingredients combinations that we, we might not have thought of because it's not our cuisine, obviously. Um, but it's opened us up to a whole new world of, of ideas. And, and you know, if you take Vivek, for instance, you know, we went and got a bunch of new spices um, for different dishes. And, and at the spice shop, there was some great teas and we got that. And so now we're starting like this tea brined uh, pork chop that we're working on. And, and we made a, uh, a, a milk oolong amazaki. I swear to God, it tastes like the most perfectly sweetened bowl of grape nuts you've ever had. Um, and, you know, so it's, 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 it's broadened our horizons in a lot of way. Um, and it, it's great because it's, it's like the entire kitchen gets the stage in another chef's restaurant. Uh, and, and I don't have to give them time off. Right. I yeah. get to keep them working. Uh, so it's been fun. It, it's, um, you know, we're cooking other people's food that, I, you know, we always try cooking out of different books or whatnot, but we're getting to do it and, and really like dive into it. And, and if there's a problem, instead of going back and looking at the book, we just call the chef and talk to them. Um, so it, it's been great. That adds an extra layer of authenticity. I mean, anybody can say, hey, we're having Cajun night, you know, right. but the fact that these are people who you measure yourself against, these are people who you don't yeah. want to disappoint. So you're, yeah. you know, you're really being collaborative with them, but it means you got 28 days of keeping it, keeping it in line. It better be good on day 22 too, you know? Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, you know, I, I, I love to talk to Marcus on the phone, but I don't need to talk to Marcus when he sees a bad review about his food. <laughs> you know, I, I make enough of my own mistakes. I don't need to make his mistakes. And, and so, yeah, it, it is, it's challenging, but it's, it, but it's such a, it's such a welcome challenge. That it, and, and you see it, it's not just, you know, you get a guest chef that comes in and a lot of times it's, it's fun for the entire kitchen in, in the sense of like, oh, great, you know, Marcus Samuelson's here, I get to meet him, that's cool. Um, but it's kind of an in and out scenario and it's done with this, it's, it's a constant, um, it's a constant reminder of how other people are doing stuff. And it's, it's a, a constant new experience, if that makes sense. Uh, so I think it's been it's been rewarding for the entire staff. And, and, you know, we get to it's like our own staycation. We get to travel to New York or Milwaukee or, or India um, with these chefs and and eat their food and cook their food. Uh, and, and so it, it goes into our home lives, too. I've, I've got line cooks that are telling me, oh, man, I, you know, I made this dish the other night based on this person's menu. And, and so it's been it's been really, really rewarding to see how it's all played out. I love kind of like that with, with those multi-chef dinners, you know, everybody assumes, oh, it's seven courses, seven chefs. So they assume, you know, Matt makes the third course and then he's gone. They don't realize right. it is all hands on deck in the kitchen. Every Absolutely. one of those great chefs helping to plate every one of those yep. 200 dishes going out to people that, you know, paid $200 yeah. a plate and don't know who half the chefs are. They're just there because it's, you know, that particular organ of the month benefit yep. dinner but That's you right. guys put so much effort into helping each other and executing each other's food um that's yep. the kind of thing i see you doing with this vacation you're you're taking it all on yourself to execute somebody else's food 
and 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 what's been great is those every chef that we've worked with has has been you know call me if you need anything here's here's steps you know i like this recipe but try this and so you know it, it's it's a collaboration a constant collaboration um between this this out of town chef and, and our entire staff so it, i love that it, I love I love that you package it to go to for some people that still don't feel comfortable dining out. <laughs> you know, Zane's making cocktails, you know, to go in for dining. Yeah. I think it's just, it's been a cool collaboration all, all around. So, well, if you're going to stay in and, and I completely understand it, but you still, you still want to go on vacation just because you choose to stay at your place or, or yeah. very close. Doesn't mean that, that you don't get to go. So yeah. What, you know, and that's, that's been a ch fun challenge too. Cause it's not, you know, or we've never looked at it as as a takeout possible place, um, right. and, and now we have to. And so <laughs> right. it's it's not just how do we make this dish look pretty on a on a piece of china. It's it's how do we make this dish look pretty and get to your house, right? In a recyclable cardboard box, right? So it's been fun. And you did it. We <laughs> knocked on wood. Well, right? Yeah. So. Well, I yeah. know I've seen Delia's pictures, so I mean that's definitely a a, a, a good thing. <laughs> that's my well, replay. She, she makes things look better, you know. So <laughs> not when I play them. But <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag <laughs> replay challenge. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah, exactly. How do you how do you do that, Delia? Because I like I take pictures of food and it, they always look terrible. And every time I see pictures of food with you, I'm like, does she bring like a ring light to dinner with her? How does she do this? <laughs> Here's the practice and the best iPhone and the right angles. I once taught in a class on how to take um, food photos with your iPhone. So there, there's a, maybe a potential opportunity there, a side hustle. There you go. I'll there you go. Look at that <laughs> natural white she's got. I mean, look at that window with the natural light. <laughs> it's all about the angle. All angles. All about the angle. <laughs> For sure. Yep. So you yeah, got Carla Hall coming up next carla hall is coming up next and and um next to the Cytex delivery guy carla really is she's probably one of the one of the most beautiful humans you've ever met um her personality is is addictive uh you, she you can call her when you're having a really bad day and and you get off the phone and you realize that the world is is might be a rough place but but your life is is really not it's you're you're doing great because you got friends like her and and she's always a blast to work with i would i would say yes to anything carl asked me to do you know if she could ask me to to carry her bags on a world trip that she's going to be filming and i would just say yes but she's fantastic and her food is delicious um you know she's got a lot of natural roots her mom lives here so she's she was one of the first that i contacted and before i could even finish my spiel thinking I've got to really convince Carla to do this. She'd already said yes. And I think she actually stopped me in the middle and said, you keep talking, trying to convince me, but I've, I've already said yes. <laughs> like, okay, well, I just thought I had to say it all, Carla, you know? Um, <laughs> wow. So that, that's exciting. And, and I'm working on one for December um, that I'm hoping we can, we can do like a big Italian feast. What I'd like to get is the Franks from Frankie's 457 in Brooklyn. And uh, and finish that up. So we might have we might have one more coming up. All and right. who knows? We might just continue this on. I mean, this is this has been really fun. Um, and and who knows when dining returns to to what it used to be? Who knows when the consumer confidence gets to a point where the the dining rooms are packed again? 
Um, so we, we you know, we're going to continue on this trail and, and see what we can bring to Nashville. I love it. Well, congratulations on the Thank awards. Uh, truly one of the best in Nashville. We've just over been over here gushing all day long about all of the positivity that's been spread. And we're just, the yeah. show today was about just being happy and talking to people yeah, that are good. doing great. You know, it's so fun to kind of pat each other on the back and, and there's a lot of hard work. I think a lot of people don't recognize. Uh, I told my wife today, I go, you know, I'm a pretty positive guy and I'm hustling. I'm going around. I'm staying super busy, but this has been a very tough past seven months. And <laughs> while there's, while there's leaders out there and we're leading through all of this and we're making it happen. Um, a big part yeah. of this has been, you know, um, it's been tough. So today has been a real nice day to really celebrate a lot of people's hard work and to let them know that they're doing a hell of a job. And uh, you've absolutely been out there crushing it. You're a leader in the, in the industry. You're a friend to everybody. And uh, you do have a fantastic beard and uh, <laughs> an infectious <laughs> laugh. I, I get a lot of this. It's, it's just a lot of, you know. <laughs> A lot of stress pulling. That's what shapes it. Well, it's people like no, you. you listen. To, you know, today is today is a fun day, and I'm glad to hear that about the show because that's what we need. Um, yeah, the we talked last time about the the bad reviews, and and those will never stop. But you know, if we're having fun, and you all come in and have fun, and and we can just get people to relax, you know, and have fun, like, quit taking things so seriously. All right. Well, we're gonna let you. We're gonna we're gonna move to the next. Uh, we just want to say thank you so much for joining us. You yeah, have been an absolute course. friend to this show. This is your third appearance on the show. It's people <laughs> like you being on the show that have allowed us to um, to tell a lot of amazing stories. So thank you for for being a friend. And yeah, um, did you get a hat? Did you get a hat for three times? A- <laughs> no, I've already got a hat. I just uh, he- I actually combed my hair today, so I didn't. Uh, he has a hat. <laughs> Okay, and you know you're about to see a guy with another hat. Yeah, you're gonna see this. See this guy right here. You want to see the hat? Look at this guy come in here. Coming in hot. All right, guys. Well, y'all have a good day, Chef. Congratulations. See you, buddy. See y'all. Hey, thanks. There it is. Hey, I want Chef How holding beach. I want in on the beard contest. (laughs) True. You're known it for looks somebody good, man. <laughs> and I got the flat bill on for you, Chris. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> See, How are o- you guys? O- good to see I like the hat. Thanks, man. I like it too. I like the new camo one that you were showing off too. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty excited. I got. Uh, I was like, you know what? Let's just do this. Let, let's get a bunch of hats, some different kinds, and let's 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 do it well. So well, it's a good hat too. And I have trouble with hats. Like not every hat works for me. So when I find a good hat, I, I tend to, you know, keep it close. Well, I was, I was, just you just don't know the joy of taking a new hat and wrapping it around a Nerf football with a rubber band and you know, letting <laughs> it shape itself. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Heath Ballard just asked the question of the day. Can we purchase hats? The answer is yes. We've got them for sale. <laughs> you can, I will have all of the hats on the website this afternoon. There's one. The flat bill that Hat Hal is wearing is on the website right now, but the rest of the trucker hats will be there after we get off the show. NashvilleRestaurantRadio.com. 
Nashville restaurant, Nashville restaurant radio.com. Maybe we uh, have a hat selfie contest and a best beard contest. <laughs> Brandon I mean, actually would... handed me this hat out of the, his car window while driving down the street. He, he texted me to let me know he was close. And I just went out the back door of the restaurant <laughs> and we did a little it. drive by and I, I got me a hat. That's awesome. <laughs> you know, swag is important. One of my favorite uh, hoodies has got LT on it. It's the Lachlan Table hoodie. Yeah. But because, you know, the love of my life is Lisa Tinsley. I get away with showing both my loves, you know, on my my heart. So thank you for letting me know that. Yeah. (laughs) We're sharing love. I want to share real quick on the, uh, the, the notes, Matthew left, who will be on the show in two weeks. He was my very first guest. He's going to come back and we're going to catch up. He's been doing some really cool things. Chris Chamberlain. Thanks for the award. Uh, really cool write in for Chris, uh, for Matt left. Right. Home Productions. Those uh, those at home beer festivals, you know, that got me through that period before football season started. You know, something <laughs> fun to look forward to on Saturdays. So, for well, two hours, two to four, he he filled that time well. Well, Chef Chef Hal Holdenbeach, congratulations, man! Best restaurant. That's like best picture, best actor. <laughs> I mean, you you best best director. You got the that's the big one, man. The yeah, the Reader's Choice best restaurant it was uh you know we didn't even know uh last night the scene came to the restaurant um with our friends from alan um which won best uh medispa um we knew that they were coming to the restaurant to present us with something um and they presented us with the best happy hour, which for us, it's our community hour, mm-hmm. which is awesome. And, you know, we, we love our community hour and um, so many positive things there. Um, so we did that last night. Um, Alon did not know and we did not know either that we were about to present them with the number one Medispa award. Um, <laughs> so that was cool. We had a nice little thing at the restaurant last night. Yeah. Um you know, had some friends and family there and we just kind of thought that was it. So I woke up this morning to a email or a text um, saying, Hey, you know, we also, and I thought we were in the best restaurant category, but because we didn't celebrate that last night, I assumed that we just didn't come in first Mm -hmm. and somebody else was celebrating that in the city somewhere. (laughs) Um, But then this morning we're all kind of shocked when we got the news and we're like, wow, we, we had no idea. Um, and then we're also noticed for our service. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we're, we're very happy with all that. And, and it, like I said, it was an organic surprise. Um, I feel like years ago, we used to call all of our family and be like, Hey, go vote, go vote, go vote. <laughs> and now we don't do any of that. So, you know, it, it, it's just neat to win something when we really didn't have anything to do with it ourselves. I love that. You had everything to do with it. The people of Scotland. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah it, it was a nice surprise this morning. And, you know, just waking up and uh, texting with Karen Floyd and, and the rest of the staff and, you know, congratulating everyone. Um, I think we're going to plan maybe a lunch tomorrow for staff um, just to kind of say thank you and, and have a, a nice meal before service tomorrow. Um 
so yeah, we're we're enjoying it. So, how you're a guy that absolutely loves his team and everybody that is there. Uh, I asked Brian Lee Weaver a little while ago as um as Chris's choice for best chef. What is um who are the people that work with you? Let's shout them out. Let's give your your team the people that allowed this to be best restaurant. This isn't a word that is you're, you're here right now talking to us, but this is a team effort. Sure. Name some names. Who are the people that you work with that make this happen? And uh, well, and you know, Lock and Table is a small restaurant. We have, I think, twenty three employees. Um, so you know, with me and Karen Floyd being the owners, um, and obviously me and Kara, you know, being on the ground every day, um, you know, my right hand man is Jason Lockman, uh, our sous chef. And, you know, I texted him this morning after, you know, we shared the news. Um, I said, hey, you know, food, consistent food is a very important part of a restaurant. And I wanted to thank you for all your help Um, because him and I are, you know, in the kitchen every day, you know, writing the menus, um, helping with the prep, making sure that the line is okay and and ready by four o'clock for service. And uh, we have a great staff in the kitchen as well, from the Pizza Prince, Chris, uh, making pizzas five days a week. We got a mod on the grill station. We got Steph Money working saute. We got Aaron in the pantry. And we have Shelby, who is working stations on everybody's day off. We've got Jamie Miller making the pastries. We've got Martina in the dish pit, always keeping all that proper. Um just a, a great group of people that, uh, you know, I was talking with a friend last weekend on how we just don't dread going to work. You know, I don't wake up in the morning and, and mind that I'm on my way to work. Uh, it, it's always a pleasure for the most part. I love that. That's exactly, it's exactly what I was looking for right there. Just shout out to all the people well, that you know, make you best restaurant. I, I want to talk about the front of the house too. Yeah. Um, you know, from the door, from Dana and Lucy at the front door to the bartenders to, you know, Katie uh, and Jim Pop, you know, managing and, and Katie doing the events. Um, and one of the unknown uh, employees of Lachlan Table is Emily Beard, who helps us with our social media. Um, and we work very closely with her, very closely with her. Um, you know, she's almost like a manager in that sense because she's involved in, in so much of, you know, the behind the scenes and, um, you know, obviously during, you know, the tornado and COVID, uh, social media was huge and, and, and not something that, you know, just anybody should probably be in charge of, mm-hmm. um, you know, it was important that we had somebody really dialed in on staying in touch with our people through social media during that time. And uh, she did a great job. I love it. Delia. Oh, congrats. I mean, you guys have been doing such a great job. I mean, just, you're such pillars of the community. And I think, you know, Melissa, uh, Mel Corbin did a story for us about just how you guys did with the pandemic and the tornado and everything. I think just your, your continued dedication to the community that you serve shines through. And I think that goes exactly why you're best restaurant. So congrats to you. Yeah. And 
thanks for yeah. you know, through all these these tough times and continuing to be consistent and good. Thank you. Consistency is the name of the game. I always, you know, can't say that enough. It's a it's an easy word to say, but it's a difficult word to achieve. Exactly. And, uh, you know, we're we're all about it. Chris. I just want to thank you for uh, that greens recipe in your cookbook that I made last weekend. So hey. I do my version of his greens, and they're my favorite turnip greens to cook at home. Or, or Jason, at Jason time, just but. did a nice batch of greens uh, with some October beans, um, cooked them down in, in some in the pot liquor, and we did some scallops. Um, White Squirrel Farms, the, the farm that we use uh, for a lot of our produce, we're getting collards now, among other things, in the green department. Um, and we're probably about out of field peas here in the next couple of days. And next week, we probably will go to greens full time um, for our pork dish, along with our uh, smoked cheddar mac and cheese and our Tennessee chow chow, uh, which is just our pork dish is always, you know, pretty solid. Um uh, <laughs> But, you know, the, the, the collard green and the mac and cheese and the chow chow, it, it's just hard to kind of beat that. And I always double up on the pot liquor when I make your recipe because I could drink that stuff straight. I mean, that, yeah, we that talked about doing a martini too. with it at one point in time, but I, I don't know that it ever really caught any traction. I have hey. frozen it and made a granita out of it and served it on top of oysters. That Ooh. is a fantastic. That minute. sounds cool. That sounds cool. You're giving him ideas here. Yeah. <laughs> Chef, you're doing a new, it's almost like a CSA type thing with beer. Yeah. Can you let everybody know about this? I read about it and I, since I'm, you know. I, uh, I wish Kara was here to talk about that. She has kind of more news on it than me. And and last night I was actually, uh, we we're talking about that and how that's going to work and, and how we're using different local breweries to kind of create a six pack. Um and we're going to do all the beer at the restaurant. And then we also are going to serve a snack with it. Um, so for a number of weeks, you're going to get um, the six beers, the snack. There's going to be a time that you come to the restaurant and, and pick it up. Um, we're going to get to work with a lot of our favorite breweries. Um, and it's just another creative way to try to sell something and and you know we got we got cold weather coming up and and you know those of us blessed with outdoor seating are, are going to be losing that soon and and those I love your blankets by the way yeah man the loss of seats it's going to hurt um so we're trying to be creative in finding ways to maybe make up that money a little bit and, and the beer csa is one of the things we're talking about you know, we're talking about doing some kits for Thanksgiving and Christmas, um, maybe a weekend brunch kit um, that you can order and pick up on Friday or Saturday. Um, you know, maybe like holiday cheese and charcuterie boards that, you know, we could put together and, and you know, you pick up finished and, and ready for your friends and family, your, your party. Um, so we got a lot of things kicking around right now just to... Uh, try to you know not lose too much over the cold months um where i think things are going to get difficult again yeah i'd like to point out that for years people have lined up to pay 35 bucks a head to go see ice at Opryland. <laughs> yeah 
they they're paying money to go somewhere that's 13 degrees. They can they can put on a sweater and sit outside when it's 50. Well, and that's just it too. We we hope that people will do that. And you know, we've recently got some of those large outdoor heaters, which I think we had to drive to Tullahoma to actually purchase because um, they were selling out everywhere. You know, you couldn't find them at Home Depot or Lowe's. Um, I guess they're so popular right now. People are trying to, you know, stay outside as long as possible. Um, so Kara and Emily got the blankets made. Um, we have those available for you when sitting outside. Um, you know, we got the heaters and, and we got some other things that we're kind of uh, bouncing around right now, too, uh, that may help us, um, you know, with some seats over the, the cold winter months. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Hal. I'm going to bring in our next person and we're going to say goodbye because we have a new guest who is coming on at five o'clock, which is right now. This next guest is brought to you by Mobile Fixture. Uh, so I was going to let her come on and say hi to you, Hal. Okay. If you've, All right, yeah. Sure. If you know this person right here. Hey, um, hey. Margot McCormick. Hello. Hi, Margot. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah, back at you. Cool. We were actually, Karen and I brought your name up today. Um, we were talking about doing something for the staff tomorrow. And we thought about maybe, yeah, like reaching out to you and then switching lunches for staff one day sometime soon. Sounds good. Yeah, I thought that'd be neat. So uh, that was a cool idea on her part. And uh, we'll we'll get some details nailed down on that. Okay. I'm going to come by with an application, Hal. <laughs> Start working there immediately. Well, it's good seeing everybody. You guys have a good rest of the day and uh, keep on cooking. Good to see you. Congrats. Thanks, Hal. Hal. Good right, to bye see bye. you, brother. Yep. Bye bye. All right, man. Chef Marco McCormick joins us now. I'm so excited to have you here. Congratulations. Thank you. Best chef. Oh, God. And phone rings. Um, yeah. Uh, kind of out of nowhere, you know. Uh, we're in our 20th year. And uh, I've won Best Chef and Best Restaurant, lots of things way before um, in my younger in my younger days. Um, but kind of to be in the in the twilight of your career and, and have this happen is, is really cool and fun because let's face it, not that the national scene's not awesome, but it's like, you know, we needed something to get excited about. And uh, you know, and this is a perfect uh, perfect time also as Hal was saying getting ready to be winter so uh, there's no time like the present to remind everybody hey we're out here this is what we're doing come see us um so yeah it's it's been really sweet and uh, i think we want some other things too we want best service which i'm thrilled about um and best uh parking lot party which also um <laughs> You know, that whole deal was one of the highlights of the year, you know, pre-COVID. So, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's really been fun the last couple of days, and I think it'll, it'll continue to play out and be fun. Well, Chris was telling us a story earlier. He was telling us a story you told just about oh, yeah. that parking, <laughs> no, about that parking lot party uh -huh. and kind of what it meant to everybody. Um, tell us the story of that night, if you don't mind. Um, well, Chris might know the details better than me now. It's gotten everything's super foggy and time is bizarre. But tornado comes, um, nobody can be open. Uh, we somehow, though, have electricity and we have gas, and we're the only ones 
for like, I want to say a mile maybe that have any light. Even the gas station across the street doesn't have light. So we have all this food that was at Marche and that, um, you know, we're like, we're not going to be able to be open. We have food from Margo. What are we going to do with this food? And I'm thinking, you know, I'm seeing the people uh, in the daytime running around, giving out sandwiches, um, drinks, fun things for the people that are working and trying to clean up the neighborhood. And I'm like, hey, you know what? Let's just have a little party. Let's just have a little, you know, cookout. And I'm thinking, you know, maybe stretch 100 people might show up, maybe. And all of a sudden, you know, it's like it's like wildfire. Bad, bad analogy considering what's going on. But um, so and so found finds out so and so. And all of a sudden, people are calling me left and right going, can I bring you for a tray? Can I bring you 40 pounds of chicken? And I'm like, um, <laughs> sure, I guess, you know, um, great. And literally we started um we cleaned the house people just kept showing up and i was like get the lamb chops you know get the steak out let's make some pasta over here what do we got upstairs and people were just literally food was showing up on tables and i was like i don't even know where that came from like <laughs> desserts and um, Woodland Wine came, Will and Mary uh, came and poured wine. And Ann Nicholas Weiss brought a whole bunch of liquor from Weiss Liquors. Um, so it was definitely a community effort. Um, you know, Three Crow got hit pretty bad. So they gave us a bunch of hamburgers and hot dogs. Uh, Lyra came up with some food. Uh, National Food Project donated pans of salad. I mean, uh, and we were literally, it was like being in service though, because you're just moving fast. You're filling, filling the line. People aren't going away. We're running out of you know, like plates and you don't really realize until the end, you're like, wow, what happened? You know, that was pretty freaking cool. And literally when the sun went down, it was pitch dark. And, um, except for the lights coming from the restaurant. And so it was, uh, it was really pretty, you know, touchy feely, tingly, you know, a lot of people cried. There was a lot of hugging going on because it was, you know, COVID was just a whisper at the time. And we were all so fortunate to be alive and seeing people and relieved. And um, it was really cool. Really, really cool. One of the coolest things probably in 20 years of business, for sure. Wow. It's just such a different time we live in now. And Delia and I were talking, we first started with Chris, just that today on social media and everywhere we looked in our community was so positive. It's everybody was celebrating and everybody, I didn't see anything online today that was negative. It was all just congratulations, happy. Yeah. Yes, everybody's doing great. And I wanted to say thank you to you you were the second guest I'd ever had on my podcast. <laughs> and um, Chris gave me an award. This I got a writer's pick for best inside insider restaurant yeah, podcast. Cool. And uh, I'm super honored by that. But you were one of the people that the original people that came on the show and talked to me. And um, it yeah. just really was. It was great. Thank you for doing that. You're welcome. You're welcome. Dila, you got anything? You gonna jump in? 
No, I just, I mean, I'm a big fan of Margot since the first time I lived in Nashville. I, I went on a, I remember going on the first time I was on a date circa 2006, I guess. And it was the first time I went and it was like, this was the best place to go. And I mean, it's still, it's still the best place to go. Um, so you just want it again this year. You're so important. It's the most romantic place. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. We're just, we're lucky to have you here and you were an innovator and you kind of made East Nashville the destination that who, who could have seen this happening? So just thank you. you. Know, I'm, I'm really just as shocked as anybody else. Um, <laughs> I, mean, I didn't have this roadmap uh, at all when, when we started, you know, 20 years ago. And I mean, I just couldn't be more pleased. And I think East Nashville's uh, great. You know, I live over here. Uh, we love our neighbors. We love our community. Um, definitely. They have supported us. Lord knows. So uh, yeah, good time. Chris. So how's it been, you know, now, now you've had a, had time to really integrate Marche into Margot. How's, how's it been for your soul, for your amount of work and for, you know, what you're giving back to the community? Um, gosh, that's a big one. Um, well, I'll, I'll first say that the silver lining of not having Marche and of this whole situation is that, um, you really value, I mean, I've always valued my staff. They've always been like family to me. And I have a, a lot of staff, Destin Wisher, my GM has been with me for 16 years. Greg White, senior server, 18 years. Hadley Long, my chef de cuisine, eight years. And plenty of others. Tom Huber, pastry chef from Marche, has been there since day one. So long, long time. We, I, we, the restaurant, couldn't have gotten through all this without them working and um you know a lot of people in the beginning i don't want to come to work i want to collect unemployment i don't want to come to work um, and i understand you have an, an issue a uh, health issue but um there have been those of us who have worked day in and day out now for this whole time and, and no vacation no break six seven days a week long hours um but we're kind of getting our footing now and um I'm working breakfast and lunch. So my life is completely opposite of what it used to be. And um, Hadley is running everything at night, which is great because he's so an unbelievably talented. Um, and we've got a great crew. I mean, it's a skeleton crew, but uh, Tom and myself and Dan Fenton, who was my sort of chef down at, at Marche, we worked during the day. And then Hadley um, and Ken and sometimes Simon Motley, who's Will's uh, son, works at night and um, our floor staff, just everybody. So it's, you know, this whole thing right now is a is a definitely a team win. Um, but it is it's been uh, it's been good. We're, we're gaining traction with breakfast and lunch. Dinner's going strong. The cool thing about it is that I've had Marche this whole time. I've employed Tom and Evelyn and Jessica and Dan and Olga, but I never really worked with them before. So now I'm working with them and I'm like, y'all are awesome. You know, and it, it's a different level of appreciation, 100%. And um, Tom and Dan are hysterical. I was like, God, were y'all always this funny? Um, so it, it's been really good. It's been really good. Well, it's great that you got this recognition from the people this year after what you've gone through, what you've given back, the changes you've had to make, but the way you also took care of your people and our people. And so for that, we couldn't be more grateful. Yeah, thank you. 
Thank you. Can I? So when we met, um, we did our interview. It was a very. I don't, I don't know if I've ever had a day like that because it was it was on St. Patrick's Day, um, March seventeenth at like two o'clock in the afternoon, and. I was so, my eyes were open so much after talking to you because you were just like, I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know. You were so afraid for what your staff was going to do. You Mm -hmm. cared so much about your people, the people you just now spoke about. And um, you said, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I said, what about a vacation? What about, you said, you know, maybe I'll go to our place in Cape Cod. Maybe I'll do something along those lines. Now that we're seven months later, did you get to do any of those things? How? No, I mean, that's the thing. So after the tornado, our roof was damaged. COVID comes along. City closes us down. Um, and I'm like, let's just get the roof fixed. Everybody take a break. Because we were all really shell-shocked from the tornado. Just a lot of tension, stress, uh, anxiety exhaustion so we closed down for two weeks got the roof fixed in that two-week time everybody took a break we got our online it gave us a chance to get our online ordering system up and running which was crucial for the to-go game and um we came back and again there were only i swear there were only five of us for the longest time and we worked you know every day and every night getting ready and and doing what we could do and um, no, the answer is no. Um, there really hasn't been time. It has really been. I mean, I'm sure you, there's like a dichotomy in our society right now. There are those people who aren't working. And then there are people who are working like they've never worked before. And uh, yeah. <laughs> I feel you on that. So um, and no offense to either side. It's just like that's what it is. So. Um, my wife, Heather and our son, Jacob did get up to Cape Cod for a week. Um, cause we, we rent our house and they needed to go do some things, but I couldn't go. Um, so to sort of make up for everyone's missed vacations and disappointments. And we had a huge year planned for ourselves. We were going to go to Provence and stay in, um, Julia Child's house for our 25th anniversary. And that got, wow. we were taking our son to Japan so, and, and, you know, even little other thing, my Hadley was going to go to Peru. I mean, and it doesn't matter if it's a big thing or a, you're going to Destin, you know, it's just like, you didn't get to go. Um, so we are going to take some time um, over Thanksgiving and Christmas, a few days here and there to, to sort of like, you know, chill out a little bit, but we, and, you know, other thing is we can't afford to be closed. We can't afford uh, not to make money. Um, so in years past, I would have maybe said, okay, we're just going to shut down for a week and everybody go somewhere and come back, but we can't afford to do that. Um, so the only reason that we'll be able to do it on Thanksgiving and Christmas is the way the calendar falls. And also because we will be doing, um, our holiday, uh, catering that we, we always do. And so that will help mitigate any lost revenue from, you know, the time that we could have made money being open. But again, this is just like uh, staff, you know, you, you have to take care of your people and you have to take care of yourself too. And it will be a nice, uh, good time to be around family or just to be 
<laughs> by yourself if you want to be. Um, so yeah, that's what we're doing. That's our vacation plan. Well, good. Well, I mean, you deserve it. And I think that the best chef nod as voted by everybody is well-deserved as the, uh, the queen here. I mean, you just, oh, thank you. you absolutely, I, I don't think I've ever met anybody who was like, I don't like Margot. Like everybody's like, oh my oh, god, I love her. Like oh, they're out there. They are out there. I haven't met them yet. I don't know who they are. Have you have you ever met anybody that didn't like Margo? Everybody's just like, oh my gosh. So we're honored to have you on the show today and honored to, to, to say congratulations. Excited to have Chris here and Delia and uh, all of our guests today. You're the final one of the day. Is there anything you wanna you wanna end on? People are voting out there. Anything you wanna say? You know, uh, yes. Go lead vote. in. I mean, that's Nashville is one thing, and I love it, but let's do that. Um, go vote. Um, you know, our lives depend on it. Um, also, just support your local restaurants and chefs and businesses. Um, you know, now more than ever um, is the time. And uh, hi, cute dog. Is that Rufus? Rufus. Rufus, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, because we're all struggling, and uh, you know this this new normal business is is rough. You know, you, when you can get excited about doing fifty people or hundred people, it's like whoa. Our accountant has made it perfectly clear to me. He said you're not going to make any money this year. He goes, you're going to break even. You're going to be okay. You're going to pay your bills. You're going to pay your staff. Pay yourself. You know your salary, but you're not making any money. So, you know, that's uh, we were that's another huge disappointment is that we were on track this year to probably break two million dollars mm. in sales. Mm. And um, we had started off the year January, February and well, not March because it was the second, third, whatever it was. But we had started off with a bang. And we had a fantastic year last year. So we had all this momentum and I and we're not the only ones. I, I think everyone was was in the same vein. And then just to be like, you know have your legs taken out from under you for no fault of your own. So this thing is like, it doesn't matter if you're the best chef or the worst chef, or, you know, you serve Italian food or French food. It's across the board. If you're famous in New York or you're, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And it also kind of doesn't matter how much money you have either. So um, yeah, we're just trying to hang in. So uh, anybody that can support us and, um, you know, raise us up is, uh, you know, a friend and we love that. All right. Well, I love that. And uh, we are going to continue to try and do that here on Nashville Restaurant Radio. Cool. That's one of our flagship things we're trying to do. Thanks for joining us today. I know you're busy. Well, and, uh, Thank you. All right. Appreciate Bye. Bye. Thank you. <clears throat> All right, Margot McCormick, what a what a hell of an episode today, man! What a great that was a roundup. I will tell you, we didn't even talk about openings, but I feel like we were all good. We can talk about them next week. <laughs> Do we have any anything that we've got to talk about right now? Any big openings we got? I mean, we can wait. I mean, Hawkers open Monday. Autos open over the weekend. Um, the Common Club at the Virgin Hotel opened, and I mean, so I think we talked about last week the Continental, uh, Sean yeah. Ross. Uh, so, I mean, that's the openings this week. And uh, Paula Dean's Family Kitchen, love it or hate it, is opening on the 26th. Um, I haven't talked to her yet. And I'll hear Milton, though. 
I had my interview with her today. It's the third time I've talked to her. So I don't think go. I don't think I'm gonna do it. Um, Shake Shack's coming to Franklin, and I have some breaking uh, Nikki's coal fired news. Oh, bagels. Personally relevant because my neighborhood. Um, yeah. she's bringing Tony and Carolina bringing Nikki's coal fired bagels to the Zoli Coffee Space at Jackalope starting on Halloween Day. And he's also going to be at the Jackalope Tap Room in Woodwood, Houston with bagels. So bagels, um, to-go matzo ball soup, coffee, and um, yeah, so that's exciting news to share from the Gowsons and their bagel endeavor. Have we gone from being that's a bagel good. desert to reaching maximum bagel yet? I know, right? Like, what happened? I mean, the same thing happened with brunch. We had no good brunches, and now we're overbrunched. Yeah. Right. It's crazy. Well, they're trying to take over the bagel game. Yeah. They're doing a great job. So yeah. they're killing it. And we had the I, I I message Caroline almost every week after the roundup and I go, We talked about you again. <laughs> uh, she, I it's not a real roundup unless we mention Caroline or Tony. So <laughs> we love you guys. You're the best. Congratulations on the best pivot in the best of Nashville yeah. awards. I mean, that's one hell of a pivot. That is one hell of a pivot. They're hustling. I love them. They're just the best. They have a new podcast, too. I was just on their new podcast. It's called TV People. And um, we're going to have to re-record it because we had some technical issues. But we talked about just like they're just talking about like reality TV. It's a whole. Yeah. They're getting on to talk about reality TV. And it's amazing. It's so fun. Nice. Very cool. Well, yeah. I guess we All did right. it. Chris Chamberlain. I. Hung out through the whole show. I know. Oh, I got to make dinner. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm 30 minutes from salmon right now. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. He's like, text his wife, just pick up food. Come on. We're having, you had fun today. She's a kindergarten teacher. I don't, I don't make her pick up anything on the way home from school. I take care of that. So there you go. Yeah. Okay, no, well, thank you. Good. Well, thank you for, I, I don't know if you've, if you've ever got to do something like this on the day, the best of Nashville, get to actually pull in five of the winners and, and hear their reactions live. That would have been a good thing for the scene to do. And share it. Yeah. No, you guys did such a great job of it. No, it was, I think people love coming on your show. They like knowing that their friends are watching. When I look and see who's on the, in the chat stream, you know, it's people that I know and respect that I know really care about the industry. It is the exact opposite of the Yelp comments. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> it is. And the uh, Facebook comments on yeah, my stuff too. Exact opposite. Well, you know, I think that um, I feel very proud and I feel very honored to be able to speak into this microphone to some of the people that are listening. And I know some of the people that are listening and I respect the hell out of them and want to put something out there that they want to listen to, because I know that there's, um, this is a unique podcast and I'm, and I'm, I'm proud to do it. And thank you, Chris, for, for being a part of it. It's your second time on and, uh, we still need one to do a full a <laughs> one more. You get a hat. You did a full episode. That was how Holden Bates fourth time to be on the show, by the way, fourth time he did. Wow. He did, just did the full interview. Um, wow. Delia's at 17 times. <laughs> I was like, I have no idea what number are we on the roundup of. I have no yeah. idea. I don't either. We need to look that up. I need mm -hmm. to figure that out. But um, 
I'm so excited to uh, to bring this show. We are together to bring this show today. Again, Chris, thank you so much for honoring us in the best of issue. It means the world to me. Would you like to uh, sign off? Would you like to tell anybody anything out there? What's your final words for the day? Thanks for helping all of us at the scene continue to spread the good word even farther. Today is a day to share what's best about Nashville. And um, even when things are bad, we're still awful damn good in this town. So uh, I'm just glad to be a part of the culinary side of it. But um, everything that's in that issue, that issue is not about us at the scene. It's about the people that, that work here and the people that live here. So thanks for helping to amplify that a little bit more. And thanks for being a part of it. I love it. We, we are honored to do so with people. This community around here is so strong. The hospitality and the restaurant community, like to be uh, listed in that group of people, we're nothing without this community. And I think that we're able to do what we do because we're all just trying to elevate everybody else. It's it's like a gigantic team. I think once you get, it's like a big family of people that are in this industry. I know you feel it. I know you feel it, Delia. And I feel it just from all the people that we get to have on this show and elevate it. It's, it's pretty special. And um, thanks for joining us today. Yeah. Delia? Hey, thank you, Chris. Again, thank you, Brandon, for uh, getting me into this with you. I really appreciate the opportunity. And um, just... Uh, Take care, you guys, and stay pretty, Music City. And remember, you can still be pretty with your mask on. Damn straight. Uh, Delia, you are, like, amazing. And I just can't say thank you enough for all that you do for this show. I think that you you absolutely make this show. And I love seeing your smiling face every single week, catching up on how your week has gone and being a friend. You're just You're yeah. just truly amazing. And uh, thank you to all the listeners out there. Thank you, everybody. This has been awesome. We are going to be back at it on Monday. Monday, we are going to have a man named Justin Biltonen, and he is the bass player for Three Doors Down. He doesn't work in a restaurant. This is I'm, I'm pivoting from the Nashville restaurant radio. Uh, I wanted to bring a similarity between working in a kitchen and being in a band and I, I went from working in a kitchen to being in a guy, a guy who's in a band that sold 30 million records. So uh, he's doing his own country thing. He is a Nashvillian. We talk about his favorite restaurants, some similarities, really, really good conversation. That's coming up Monday. And then on Wednesday, we're going to be speaking to the one and only Charlie Nelson from Nelson's Greenbrier Distillery. And then who knows? Next week on the Roundup, we may have more Best of Nashville winners because... There's a million. We can, uh, yeah. We're like a whole nother show next week. And awesome. um, I just appreciate everybody. We hope that you are staying safe out there. Love you guys. Bye. <laughs>